Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Motivations don't really matter. What actually happens matters, right? And and to me, like a big part of this story is Bruce Arians in an era when one of the biggest problems the league faces every year is this is this lack of you know minority head coach hiring. Bruce Arians has walked the walk. Like he put Todd Bowles on his staff. He put Byron Leftwich on his staff. He has, he has you know three minority coordinators. He's put women on his staff before anybody else did that. So the idea that he wants to give Todd Bowles a head coach job with a good team, a contending team, a Super Bowl caliber team, as opposed to a head coach job that most people, you know, you're taking over a team that, that lost the most games in the in the league last. Most head coach jobs that come open are with rebuilding projects. This is not. Oh, we just had this guy on, I think, this week, and I missed on it. And it kind of, to me, I've done this before. He sounds a little bit like Dan Graziano, but it's not Dan Graziano. You sure? I don't think it's Graziano, but my headset's a little all messed up. I'm today. saying so Dan let's Graziano. Go with Graziano. I said it first. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who did we have on me. yesterday that I missed? Remember? It was an analyst. wasn't a player, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Chris Canty. No, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> By the way, Casey, like, you took my tweeting out of context yesterday. Like, I didn't screw up the Gators last night. That what? wasn't my fault. Like, yes. all I said was that was a monster home run by Fabian. I didn't say, oh, game's over. See, it's a difference. If you say game's over, blah, 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 then I put the whammy on Florida. Georgia comes back and wins in the ninth inning in a highly entertaining ninth inning, by the way. I didn't do that last night. I just acknowledged that was a monster shot by Judd Fabian. All right, Austin, let me ask you this. You're yeah. watching a game, right? And uh, you, the team that you're cheering for takes the lead in the ninth inning. And okay. you go on Twitter, and the first thing is you see Brent Martineau tweeting about it. You then know your thing. team's guaranteed to lose, right? Oh, yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's, <laughs> so he's, he's the curse. Yep. So yeah, I saw it. it. I said, you know what? This isn't going to be good. I put my phone down. Sure enough, Gators got walked oh, off. Oh, they got beat? Yes, they did. Of course oh, they go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so. Oh, but I didn't say, like, like listen. Said. You don't remember when I said, what was the game that this came to light, like, in a big-time way? I don't know. There's so many of them. I know. But it was on the football games. It was, like, say, I was in the airport for Kansas City and the Bills. I was like, oh, the Bills did it. Bills, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it for the fans. Like, I remember doing that. That's awesome. Good for the fan base. Blah, blah, blah. They've endured a lot. And then back comes Kansas City. They win it overtime. Brent, you're an idiot. I hate you. Like, it wasn't that. It was, yeah, I'm a Gator I fan, mean, and I'm a, little, I'm a little sensitive. I'm not mentally tough enough to handle a loss at the now. bottom of the frame when my relief pitcher comes in, throws two pitches, gives up two hits, and loses the game. So I'm seeing the tweet right now. Fabian hits some monster home runs for the Gators. Big one in the ninth against... Yeah, I mean, like, he wasn't... I've seen worse for Brett Martineau in terms of, like, screwing the team over. This wasn't... I don't think it was one of them, Casey. Oh, well, listen, I, mean, I, I knew they were going to lose because of it. Well, no, I mean, no, but that, that, like, now what are the odds this side. dude was watching? You. What are the odds this dude was watching Gators Georgia baseball? It's college well, baseball, man. I like college baseball. Hey, 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 if you want to come to my college baseball takes, come on over, Casey. Dead silent at night. <laughs> well, that would have been dead silent. That would have been fine because I wouldn't have known they were dead lose. silent at night. Let me See, tell you, I I can enjoy that SEC matchup by the way because I don't care who wins. Like it was just a really good entertaining. Obviously game. not. It was it was a good game. It was really fun. 
Fabian does. You know what surprised me about Fabian? See, Fabian's from the Ocala area. He's been a star, like a star for a while. He's going to get drafted. He'll play in the big leagues probably. You know, on TV, he doesn't look that big, Casey. But he hits Correct. some monster shots, man. I mean, he really does hit some bombs. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, I'll give you, he's really I'll give good. you a little, a, little anic, a little anecdote that nobody cares about. Uh, Ty and Kaylee have hit um, baseballs in the attic of the Fabians a couple of times. Hmm, really? Yeah. So our, our a buddy that Ty, well, friends of the family and a buddy uh, Ty played, uh, went to like Cooperstown with, they moved to Ocala, and they live like right across the street from them. So here's how nice the Fabians are. They just allow anybody. I mean, it was like 1130 at night. And we're walking through their garage, going up to the attic to hit. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's a baseball yeah. family. And by the way, like, you can hear it. Like, if they're sleeping or watching TV, it didn't matter. Nobody comes up and says, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> they're just used to it. Cool. <laughs> and by the way, both the Fabians can hit for a reason. They got that thing up in the attic, and I think it paid off for them. I like them. <laughs> so, uh, let's get uh, Stephen online. Is he still hanging around, Casey? Yep. All right, Stephen, let's go. What you got, man? Get uh, back to football talk. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. What up, man? How you doing? Ah, uh, hey. Same old, same old. Uh, Amen. Austin, real quick, real quick before I ask my question. Uh, the mock draft, I actually messaged you last night. That's my final one. I want you to tear that one apart. Well, <laughs> here, wait my turn. Uh, no, <laughs> well, hey, guess what? <laughs> guess what, Stephen? Yeah, you're actually up today, and I'm going with the first one that was sent to me. That's okay. always been the rule of shock your mock. You can't send okay. multiple posts. It's like it's like Pandora's box. When pa once Pandora okay. leaves the box, you can't put Pandora back in the box. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll deal with that. Um, but no, my main question is when you were talking about Aiden Hutchinson, and I just wanted to get your perspective on this. Uh, Aiden, you know, he he outperformed uh, this year. You know, fourteen and a half sacks. But in a way. Kind of similar when when I was talking to somebody with the Josh Allen thing, you know, he had Ojabo on the other side, being disruptive, causing chaos, and then he outshined. So I think him and Josh Allen are kind of in the same boat. Uh, when another one causes disruption, the other one outshines. Kind of like the old uh, saying, "Iron sharpens iron." Sure. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that uh, between the two of them and how they would succeed uh, the way they both seem to play. Oh, yeah. I mean, to, to me, it, it would be a match made in heaven if if we're being truthful here. Because, you know, I think when we talk about Josh Allen or 800, said, like, we don't ever question the effort or the tenacity, right? Like, if that's being brought into question, well, now you got to start saying, okay, well, can they complement each other? They absolutely can complement each other. You know, I think any great defense has two bookends. And... I think Hutchinson could help Josh Allen because we saw, you know, when Josh Allen had Calais Campbell, um, you know, when Josh Allen, you know, he had Yannick Ngakwe, correct? Like that, that made a difference for Josh Allen, right? And it makes a difference for anybody. I always say it's the Aaron Donald effect. You play football with Aaron Donald, you better be getting over 10 and a half sacks a, a season. Clay Matthews did it. Dante Fowler did it. Well, where are they now? Clay Matthews has been out of the league, I believe, and Dante Fowler is doing Dante Fowler. So, yeah, I think if we talk about how they can complement each other, I definitely think they can. Um, once again, and I talked about this before, you know, when people got all up in arms about Josh Allen dropping back into coverage all that time, you know, in the first couple games of the season, he really didn't. It's, it's just he's going to drop back maybe four or five times a game. It's just that's the way the defenses ran. 
am I worried about Hutchinson a little bit, maybe being a liability in terms of covering a running back? Sure. But if that means he's got to drop back four or five times a game, like, I can live with that as long as we have the Hutchinson that's getting, you know, 12, 13, 14 sacks for Michigan. I'm cool with that as long as it all fits the scheme. So to answer your question, Stephen, I think they can complement each other very well. Well, Austin, I think uh, you're right on, too. And this is the part of this. Okay, if you pick an offensive lineman, right, at number one, you help Trevor Lawrence out. I think so. But how much do you help Trevor out? Their offensive line, they already have bodies that are pretty good. Like, how much are you upgrading? This is what you ask yourself. If they get a pass rusher, how much are they helping their defense? How much of an upgrade is it over a guy like Chason, who they've had? And how much are you helping Josh Allen, who's a good talent, by the way, but needs some help? And so I think you can contend that a pass rusher coming in, helping the Jags at number one, helps Josh Allen even more than an offensive lineman helps Trevor be great. And I don't know if everybody will agree with me there, but I think you can make the case. Yeah, it's it's always the case for playing complimentary football. You're absolutely and, right. And, and I'll ask one other thing, too. Outside of T.J. Watt, I'm trying to think of this today because, I was, again, I was at the uh, haircut and having this discussion. Who can do it on their own, Austin? Who has been able to do it on their own? T.J. Watt, I mean, I feel like he's been able to showcase that he kind of does it. Now, they yeah, have a good defense. He, no, they have a good they, team. They, well, they have a great defense, though. I mean, Hayward's one of the most underrated, I think, defensive tackles in all football. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. So they're good all over. I, if I'm thinking, even J.J. Watt back in the day, right, he had merciless. Sure. He had guys on the other side. Uh, you look at Crosby and Yon and the numbers they put up. Uh, you looked at that defense where Vaughn was putting up those numbers. Khalil Mack was putting up those numbers. Uh, bottom line is, I mean, maybe the only answer to this really is a guy like Donald. Like, I think Donald you could put out there with, like, 11 practice, I mean, 10 practice squad guys, and I still feel like he's going to impact the game. <laughs> well, yeah, and Donald was also doing it primarily from, like, a three technique. You know, like, Watt. Sure. Different the, position. Watt, but it's like Watt, they would try to move him to the outside because, you know, it kind of minimizes the, the double teams a little bit. I mean, Aaron Donald essentially for a while was getting double teamed every single game, and he was still doing his thing. So, yeah, I think in terms of sheer dominance where no matter, like, what the guys around him are, he's still going to get home. I think Aaron Donald more than anybody might be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Hey, listen, um, I love how Steven tried to sneak in like an extra bracket in the NCAA tournament fray here. But you're going back to the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, to, yeah. yeah. So you I was can't do any of that nonsense. No. I was going to say it's already set up, so if we're not doing that one, we're not oh, doing it today. Casey, Casey, I mean, you, you, hey, you did shock your mock last year. You know how this goes. The only thing that changes is the weather. Um, that's about it around here. We're, you sent me a mock draft. The first one that you sent me is the one that we're going to use. Now, he should have sent me a different one because, spoiler <laughs> alert, and, and, and he asked some great questions on the phone, and I, I feel bad for ripping him apart here because he's a great dude. But, spoiler alert, no teaser for Stephen Day, let's just say that. Let's yeah, get into Stephen, it. Stephen makes the calls, we make the rules. It's yeah. time for Shock Your Mock. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. I am shocked and appalled. I am shocked and chagrined. Mortified and stupefied. So you tried to play GM and you started a mod. So I go to my boy Money Martin, I'll be popping in the truck. We sell the mud. Gonna shock your mock. Gonna shock your mock. 
Gonna suck your mouth. 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 All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Steve from Boston. Friend, friend, I would say fan of the show. I'm calling friend of the show. Guy calls in all the time, brings up some great points, talks a little bit of everything. Pick number one, Aiden Hutchinson. Yep, good, great, fantastic. We've been over this, right? It's um, it's chalk at this point. Um, yeah, it may not taste the best in terms of chalk, but sometimes it's just what the doctor ordered. Love that pick, Aiden Hutchinson, number one. No problems there. Don't even care what PFF gave him in terms of grade. We know what it is. Hutchinson's coming to Jacksonville. Fantastic. <clears throat> I'm just trying to just let me gather myself quick. All right, so pick 33. Now, what 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 has been some storylines of this draft? Got to get Trevor Lawrence weapons. Got to address the middle in terms of defensive line. Maybe get a linebacker if you got it. But the primary objective was try to get the best wide receiver possible at pick number 33. And we decided to go with went to Wyoming, Chad Muma. Mama? That's terrible. Chad Muma? And I'll be honest, I didn't even look up this guy's name, how to pronounce it, because he's not worth pronouncing right. So I'm going to say Chad Mama. Now, here's the thing about Chad Mama. Um, NFL comparison? Now, first of all, well, let's go ahead and get the, get the stats out of the way. 6'3", 239, uh, ran a 4'6", 40. <laughs> okay, we're talking about the second-round pick uh, and the first second-round pick. NFL comparison. Take a guess. Jake Ryan, friend of the, well, enemy of the show, Jake Ryan, <laughs> was his NFL comparison, according yeah, to Lance Zerwan. Now, with that being said, uh, I don't know if he's got as bad takes as Jake Ryan does in Star Wars, because Jake Ryan has been banned from this show, but Chad Mama, Muma, Moima, whatever, has been banned from the show as well, because... You don't get compared to Jake Ryan and expect me not to grill you. But let's go in for a deeper... Maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe I, maybe I got to read between the tea leaves here and see what else we can bring to the table. So he went to Wyoming. Um, he, he was a good tester. But he lacks in change of direction needed for the next level, according to an AFC scout. Now, maybe that was a smokescreen, or maybe that was the truth. I don't care. Guy played from Wyoming. We don't have the best track record in drafting guys from Wyoming, in case we didn't know. Oh, and by the way, did I fail to mention he's like the eighth or ninth rated best inside linebacker in this draft, and we took him 33? So unless Devin Lloyd, Quay Walker, Damon Clark, Christian Harris, Brandon Smith were all taken before Mumamama, what the hell are we doing in the second round? Oh, how did Wicker get away, to Steve boy. Boston? Say what? <laughs> how did Winger get to Steve Boston? I have no idea. <laughs> And like, and with all due respect, if this was Trent Balky's nephew, he still ain't coming here at pick number thirty-three. Let's move on. Pick Please. number sixty-five. Uh oh, Alec Pierce, wide receiver, six foot six, two eleven, ran a four-one. Casey, he's in the a speed four, button. What? A four-four-one. I almost yeah, my bad. Four-four-one. <laughs> a four-four-one. 
Uh, yeah. Put it the button, Casey. 441 didn't break the 4 4 barrier. It was very close, my bad, dude. Um, listen, th- this guy, he's a deep threat. He's a jump ball type of dude. He was the deep threat in Cincinnati. Um, had a great season this past year, but his usage is going to be hampered at the next level due to his pass route running limitations and his ability to not break away from defenders. So he's more of a possession guy. Fantastic. So we got a guy who I don't even know from Wyoming, and now we got a guy who's a possession receiver. Trevor Lawrence, I'm sure, is super psyched right now to be a part of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm sure Doug Peterson, if this is how it turns out, Doug Peterson might retire before he even coaches at one game <laughs> for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He might be out. He, he might be going to Green Bay as an offensive coordinator. Who knows what's going to happen there? All right, so that was Alec Pierce, pick 65. Pick number 70, Alec Lindstrom. Okay, right off the bat, it's obvious. We have two straight Alex on this team. Okay, I don't like the name Alec. It reminds me of Alex, but like the parents didn't want to finish the race, so they said, ah, screw it. Screw the X. Let's go and give him a C. I don't like that, okay? It sounds a little extra. I don't want two, I don't want one Alec on this team, let alone have two Alex on this team. With that being said, not a bad pick, though, okay? Guy, guy plays with some tenacity. Uh, you know, he can be the, the guard that the Jaguars are looking for. Not mad at that. Has a lot of sand in his pants, as they were oh. saying. So I'm not mad at the pick. I hate the name. What, one sidebar, too, and uh, whatever we're using here, PFF, uh, AWS. Do we have to go OC, Boston College? We know what a center is, okay? You don't need to put offensive center. Yeah, that's a good point, Brent. I like that. Yeah, because he's, he's not playing basketball, right? No, or he's not the offensive coordinator unless the Jags just drafted an offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's not a bad point. I don't know why they do that. But at the end of the day, it's a good pick of where it is. He can play guard. He can play center. Uh Horrible first name. One of the best last names you're ever going to see. Shout out to Nicholas Lindstrom, um, the legend from Detroit. Pick 106. Let's go to Tau. Oh, yeah, let's go to Ohio State because Ohio State guys have worked out really well for this team as well. <laughs> hey, what's up, Carlos Hyde? Urban Meyer. Hey, what's up, Carlos Hyde? Take two. Now, nothing against Devon Hamilton. That guy could be special. But besides that... I, I, Brent, I was getting to him, okay. but, bes- but besides that, and then there is Luke Farrell, obviously, who plays tight end, and I don't know how that's going so well. We, 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 had, we had Dan Arnold syndrome this year. We were so infatuated with five catches for 45 yards, ready to put that guy in the ring of honor for whatever reason. I don't know where all the Dan Arnold hype came around. Guy had five drops in one game, but yeah, let's give Dan Arnold the keys to the city. Sounds good. Him. Long story short, Must Jeremy Dan, Rucker. Dan Orlovsky, listen, Dan Arnold. Yeah, as long as Jeremy Rucker's <laughs> concerned. Nah. All right, pick number 141. Let's give Casey some time here to – So, oh, it's already switched up. Okay, then I'm going to hit refresh on my screen. That's Good probably my bad. Casey. It's his TV. I'm going to hit refresh again one more time. Tom's coming into play. I'm going to have to hit refresh a lot. Okay, boom, now we're back. Pick 141. Steven, you got off to a horrible start. Um, out the blocks, you tripped, fell, fell on your face, and you tripped and fell again. But now we're, <laughs> but now we're back on track a little bit. This is the, the underdog. This is the dark horse. Oh, this, like- is, this is my senior bowl darling right here. Damian Pierce out of Florida. Um, listen. I think this guy could be special. I get it. Not a lot of hype around him out of college because, well, they didn't know how to use him. Check this out for a stat. Nine career games with 10 or more carries. Hey, Casey, what's up with that? What What were you guys doing at floor not giving him the ball? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I know. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I, I wonder if someone got fired because of it. Probably. <laughs> so, Rumor probably, has it. Probably. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Damian Pierce, I like this pick. I mean, running back, is it a dire need? It could be, depending on how these injuries are shaping up here. Doug Peterson came out today. I think he said that Travis Etienne and James Robinson are both on schedule. They're both looking great. But I like Damian Pierce as a depth play. Not mad at that at all. Pick 157. Let's go to Memphis. Offensive guard, because what else would it be? 
Um, Dylan Parham, guard Memphis. Uh, this okay. Researching this guy was the most confusing like scouting report I'm ever going to read. Number one, he's not falling with 157. He's going to be taken a lot higher than this. People seem to like him from what I've been reading, so he's not going 157. Not really realistic. But people are saying that he's small but has a big boned frame. Mm. The hell does that mean? That means he can fill it out. Okay, Give him but, some uh, ice cream from Doug Peterson. But he's three. But he's six foot three, three eleven. Like where else is he filling out? Good band, but not that best band. It's, it's a good band. I like 311. Yeah, I don't get where else he's filling out from. So, like, I don't know how you can call this guy small but has a big bone framed. Just call him big. Stop trying to get too cute, NFL scouts. You're, you're all 70 years old. You all got to retire anyways and then let the new breed come in like myself. I could be having all these cheesy lines that make zero sense. Small but big bone and framed. Yeah, we're good. Uh, pick 180. We're going to Bubba. Bu I'm sorry. Wait, not, not, wait, hold up. Pick 180. We're going to Otito to Ogumbania, I think. Otito Ogbania. What? Ogbania. Okay. I like this guy. Um, he played a full season, though, primarily as a 4-3 nose tackle. Could he switch over to 3-4 defense if that's what this team is going to bring to the table? Possibly. Not really known as a pass rushing specialist. Has athleticism, though, where he could probably teach him some pass rush moves. But let's just let's address the, the elephant in the room. And it's nothing that he did, and it's nothing against him. But you must be out of your mind if you think I'm going to be pronouncing this guy's name the entire season. When we just brought in two other guys that I can barely pronounce, I'll try it because I've been, I've been practicing Foronso Futakasi, and then you got the linebacker, who I can't remember his name right now because I'm doing a million things. But you know oh, what? Yeah, Aluakon, yeah, exactly. The last thing I want to do is bring another guy in here that I can't pronounce his name, then I feel bad, that I'm spending time away from my family, learning how to pronounce the name. It's a, it's a mess, and all of a sudden the family goes someplace else, right? Yeah, do, do it. Do you want me to be happy? Do you want me to have a family? But don't pick a guy that I can't pronounce his name. Thank you very much. All right, let's keep on going on. we got to progress. Yeah, do it. Pick 197, Bubba Bolden. Safety, death play. Um, I like the name. Um, I used to know a guy by the name of Brock Bolden used to play here. He was a great guy. I like the name Bubba. I like the name Bolden. Sounds like a winner to me. And pick 198, Bo Melton. Uh, wide receiver out of Rutgers. I don't know if they play football in Rutgers or not. <laughs> I'll take him at 198 and see what happens. We'll spin the dice. But overall, in consensus, you took a linebacker I didn't even know existed <laughs> in the second round. You, you took a, a wide receiver that has the first name Alec in the third round. Then you drafted another Alec again in the third round. Just a lot to dislike here, Steven. And I know what you're trying to do, right? You, you sent that one. You had nightmares about it because you know it's going to rip you apart. So you sent another one of my DMs and thought, hey, if I'm nice to Austin, maybe he'll break down my better one. But that's not how it works on this show, all right? One mock draft per contestant. I break it down. I spit facts. We move on with our lives. Take the criticism, Stephen. I'll see you next year. Bring something better to the table and a lot less Alex. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Bill Belichick your ass out of the stadium because he's sorry as hell. <laughs> Steve, hopefully you were in a tunnel and couldn't hear half of that. Oh, by the way, Casey, do we still have the, 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 the off-the-rails thing? Because this draft was, honestly, it was off-the-rails. Oh, where, where's that button? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I love that.
pass. Yeah, there it is. Awesome. Thank you very much. Hey, Stephen, your uh, mock has been shocked. He <laughs> came up with Muma from Wyoming at 33. That's an oddball one. I mean, does, uh, there's got to be some kind of family connection, right? <laughs> yes. Well, I, th- I think Wingard got to him. I'm just saying, <laughs> okay, maybe. Because if that was my own son and, like, my son's going to be in shock, your mock, I'm not taking him at number 33 if he's from Wyoming playing middle line. Sorry, I can't do it. Hey, Wyoming's a great place, but yeah, not at 33 for right. I'm, I'm much more of a Montana guy myself. Yeah, I like Montana, too. Hey, right, we'll take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN at 690 Live from Creekside High School. We've got a good baseball game going today. Bartram Trail, Creekside High School. Let's hope it's a good game. Uh, the Knights might be the underdogs in this one. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, Right now, I don't believe in Miami. I don't think they're the best team in the East, even though that's what the standings say. We talked about the problems with the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden is in a little bit of a slump. I don't, I don't even know if you can say a little bit of a slump. He's in a major slump. When you lose to the Detroit Pistons, that's a problem. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, even though DeRozan dropped 50 last night, I, I still don't buy them. That's your boy, Chris Canty. You better or, believe it. It's Chris, Chris Canty hey, on the basketball takes. Hey, hey, I love it, man. Casey, and those are some farm, fresh, organic, you know nice, hot, piping takes, too. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Guy knows what he's talking about. Well, like five games to go in the NBA season. Hey. Did you know? No, I mean, I didn't know that because I was watching the Bucks last night. Is it safe to say if Giannis starts hitting jump back threes, that he's going to be the best player to ever do it? Because the, the guy's already unstoppable, and now he's adding, um, he's adding three-pointers to his, to his arsenal. Oh, man. Sorry, Larry Bird fans. Sorry, Michael Jordan fans. Sorry, Larry, LeBron James fans. We're talking about the best player to ever do it if he keeps on doing this. Just yeah, saying. 40, 44 points last night for Giannis. Yeah. That's, By the way. That's, a, that's an off day, too. I was a little disappointed. With 10 minutes to go in final quarter, he had 35 points. I was like, hey, he's going to get 50. He even had overtime, and he still couldn't get 50. He's trying to get his assists up. Trying to get triple you know double. why? Because he stinks at the free throw line. Let's see what he did from the free throw line yesterday. Yeah, sit on it. Uh, why isn't it showing me? Is he asking like he doesn't know what he did for the free throw line? No, I don't know. Did he do well? Oh, you don't know well? Oh, okay. No. Yeah, no, just go, go and Google it. Let's see what he did last night. Why doesn't the box score have what he did from the free throw line? <coughs> Should be the one that's FT. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's just, it didn't include it. What was he? I mean, I have a good idea how he did. I can go and look it up real quick, though, for you. Um, if, if you want to bring it into question. Yeah, because I, I know he's been having trouble this year shooting free throws. I, I know it's been a problem for him. Oh, I think he's 15 and 19. How about oh, that? I, I, is that good or not? Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, I'm sorry. For him. F- 15 of 19, and when you're down by one, you hit two with a couple seconds left? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good, Brent. That's pretty pretty good. good. Yeah. Won the game yeah, on two free throws with like three seconds left. Pretty good. Congratulations. Thank you. 15 to 19, that's probably a career high. I mean, he's, yeah, I, I don't know. He's a good player, you know. <laughs> he's a good player. That's all I got to say about it. Hey, do you have confidence that the Bucks will win it all? I mean, do I, listen, if you're asking if I'm taking the Bucks or the field, you still got to take the field uh, because there's a lot of talented teams out there. But now with getting Chris Middleton, I mean, not Chris Middleton, getting Brooke Lopez back, um, you know, I, I think that they're going to be a very formidable opponent. Yeah, I mean, I would – if I could take one more team to win it, I would take the Bucks and somebody else, but I think they have a pretty good shot, better than anybody, really. All right, who else? Give me your other team. Ugh, I mean, I want to pick the Grizzlies because I'm, I'm, like, super biased. I mean, I think 
I'm still a believer, and it pains me to say it. I, I think the 76ers, if they put it together, can be dominant. Like Harden and and uh, Embiid. Like Embiid's playing at an MVP-type level. So the 76ers, if we're being truthful, do scare me still. Yeah, listen, I've watched Harden in Houston where they had everything to win and he couldn't get it done. And I just think there's a lack of a clutch gene there until he proves it. So I would never ride but, with Harden in Philadelphia, even though Philly's very good. I, I understand why you'd say it, but I got to see it from Harden. But here's the thing, though. Harden doesn't have to be the guy in Philadelphia because yeah, Harden's been nothing but a facilitator to Embiid. Like, and Embiid's the go-to guy in Philly. Now, you know, can, can Embiid will them over time? will tell. But, like... Harden only has to show up, drive the lane, shoot a three-point every once in a while, go to the foul line. But, like, he's more of a facilitator than even a scorer now. Best team of the last two years, maybe even three, in the regular season, I think, has been Phoenix, right? Yeah. And, but no, are they one of those, like, uh, baseball teams that are built for the regular season, not the postseason type of things? I mean, no, Phoenix was, they were on the doorstep last year. Um, Chris Paul, I don't know how he does it every single year, playing at a very high level. Devin Booker has, has turned the page a little bit. Um, Phoenix is a fantastic team. It's just the fact of, you know, can they finally get over the hump or not? What's crazy, Austin, is you look at their record. They're 62-14. and 14. They are lapping the rest of the NBA. I mean, especially anybody in the East. It's been a very competitive there. But even Memphis, who's been very good, nine games deep in the loss column. But, over Memphis, yeah. I mean, they're lapping people. And I understand, well, well I, don't, I mean, you can't even make the John Morant stuff because they've been very good without John Morant. Yeah, but, like, if you look at the West compared to the East – yeah. Like, like in totality, the East is a far more superior conference right now than the West. Yeah, like, like the, yeah. the West is very top-heavy, but besides that, I mean, when you know when you have a Pelicans team right now that's in the playoffs with 33 and a 43 record, like, that's nothing to break home about. No. Uh, busy day for you, man. We go from shock your mock. I know you did Grammy Award stuff for TV. <sighs> I know, Brent. And now we're going to get and into I, NBA Slam Poetry. And, and you know what else I did today? I had to talk to a bunch of fifth graders today, too. So it's just wow, it's been out of control. back to the community. Oh, Why yeah, talk man. To fifth graders? Uh, they just want to talk about, you know, m- some of my careers and just, like, you know, some uh, inspiration. Some careers. Well, yeah. I mean, it was like career day. So they, they brought me in on Zoom to talk to, you know, how do you achieve your goals, all that good stuff. Well, how, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Um, yeah, man, they're asking me questions like, do, do I like chicken or steak better? Like, that's even a question. Of course I'm yeah. picking steak. Chicken. Do you, think, do you think they did this in Zoom because they might have been afraid of you in real life? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the funny thing. Like, they kept asking me fighting questions, like, you ever broke, you know, anything? Or have you ever, like, made somebody bleed? I'm like, I answered truthfully. I'm not sure how the teacher felt about it, but, like, yeah. I've I, I, I breaking some things, and I've made some guys bleed, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's happening tonight after school at all those kids' home? Oh, I, I have no idea. Mommy, I'm an I mean, MMA fighter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. And we right. slam poetry time. Bring Ooh, it. Casey, the best club promoter in town in terms of slam poetry. Ready to roll? Okay. Lights are set. Let me find my – do we lose my, my bongo stick? I'm going to throw it away. That's all right. I, I, I have a chopstick here because I was eating sushi. Uh, on a Friday, so she's one of my chopsticks. All right. That still works. Okay, ready to go? I'm ready. <sighs> All right. <laughs> All right. First shot you're mocking a while, I'm bringing you a brand new slam piece. It's good to see Davis staying active. No, not you, Anthony. You're hurt. I'm talking about the analyst named Reese. Mm. Reese Davis, how you doing? Yeah. What's up, Reese? Bulls all let down, so we'll call him a Providence Friar. James Harden told KD he was resigning in Brooklyn. I guess that makes James Harden a liar. He's 
see on the Friar things. They got further than Murray State. Yeah, but too bad. That's my sign poetry. Uh, Bucks are on fire. They can't be stopped. Nobody wants a piece. Got me saying, hey, Sandy, oh my God. The MVP is that dude from Greece. <laughs> Sandy, I my God. How did you like that? You like that John Travolta? <laughs> oh my God, Sandy. Okay. Um... Jaw out, don't really matter, so don't jaw pout. Second seed locked up, the Grizz are 18 and 2 without him playing. It's like having John Bachman in the studio. You're too lost in his eyes and his good looks. I don't even know what he's saying. <laughs> he's a good looking dude. That was uncalled for. He's a good looking dude. Everyone thinks it. Good looking dude. He, he, he's the face of, you know, Action he News. Make up to the studio. He's the, he's the face of Action News. I'm going to give some more bongo hits for him. All right. LeBron isn't going to the playoffs. What a time to be alive. The, 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 the debate is over. You can't tell me nothing. MJ would never let his team go 31 and 45. Doesn't look good. No, it wasn't his team in Washington, just to let you guys know. No, it wasn't his team with the Wizards. That was okay. not his team. That was not his team. Copy, copy, copy. Okay. Warriors don't want to play. They've won their last three of ten. But they got pulled, but there's a sense of worry. They're bland. They're stale. They need some spice. Bam! You better have to add some curry. Uh, yeah, no, no. Like good yeah. dinner this weekend. Cur yeah, curry? Yeah, I, I maybe. Okay. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Suns locked up the West. They are efficient, smooth like silk. Nets are still trying to figure it out. Didn't they trade for somebody? Where is he? Somebody put Ben Simmons on a carton of milk. Where is Ben Simmons? Is he okay? I haven't heard his name in like three years. So happy April Fools. Don't believe in the jokes or don't believe any rumor. 30 minutes after the fact, I'm still trying to figure out who the hell is that Chad Muma? <laughs> who is that guy? I'm still upset. What a great late ad. You're, you're picking him in the second round? Who is he? That was a great late ad. He? Thank you. <laughs> and that's been your, it's been your weekly edition of Sock Your Mock. Yeah. The only disappointment there, Casey, is I thought maybe we'd get a magic auto mention somewhere in there. <sighs> See, I was trying to throw that in with the Lakers thing, but the Lakers are doing so bad, I couldn't have a good Lakers thing and then a bad Lakers thing. Casey, any update on the magic autograph card from uh, the Bully's House of Cards we pulled yesterday and had a moment? No update at this time. Has it gone <laughs> up in price since we... Open the card live on air. Not that I know well, of. Why would it go? Is he opening more movie theaters? Why, why, why would it go up? He's not <laughs> playing. Because we opened it. But maybe he should play. What did Casey say yesterday? The Volley's House of Cards, right? The boxes are hot, man. We got a Jamar Chase. We got a Magic. All they have there is hot boxes. Rumor hot has it you should just go and find out for yourself. <laughs> That's but right. literally two mega boxes, you pull a Jamar Chase auto and a Magic auto, can't be mad at it one bit. Not I mean, I, I feel like they're losing money. I don't know how they're staying in business with, it, with those kind of hot boxes. <laughs> I'm hey, saying. You're losing me. money. Trust me. That ain't happening. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, how about the uh, U.S. Men's National Team group? Was that big news? Did you go, oh, wow? Do you like it? We bring Casey in to break it down with all the big-time soccer news down <laughs> on a Friday. Are you teasing that? Are you coming back, people, now that I tease that? Don't worry. We'll all talk about it for long. I promise. Oh, we, we'll get back we, we got WrestleMania, back. too. So. Oh, yeah. yeah we got everything. Well, we can probably get more people listening in our WrestleMania. The soccer's big. 
What's up? It's Casey of Action Sports Jacks, and the local coverage on ESPN 690 is expanding yet again. After Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, we have been bringing you overtime on Mondays and Thursdays, but that has now changed. You can catch Brian Middleton and myself daily after Action Sports Jacks and leading you into Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. So starting at 3 p.m. daily, we will have local coverage all night from Action Sports Jacks to OT to Jumbo Shrimp Baseball, all right here on ESPN 690. But I wonder if he's just not in the right condition. Is he not in the right condition to play fast right now? Is whatever happened with the hamstring in this season affecting him physically that he cannot play that fast pace? And he's kind of getting stuck now playing a slower pace. Or maybe it's that he's older. I don't know. There's something going on with his game that as you watch, you're saying to yourself, this is not the same player. Who's he talking about? Uh, great question. Ah, James Harden, looks like. Yeah. Ah, nice. Thought he was Facilitator. Mm. Facilitator James. Brent Martinola with Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Uh, Casey, big announcement yesterday. Action Sports Shacks OT going day in, day out, each and every day, Monday through Friday, following Action Sports Shacks and leading into Jacksville Jumbo Shrimp coverage coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, rumor has it. That's what they told me we can do. I said, you sure? They said, we're not sure. I said, okay, I'll run with it and go with that. (laughs) Uh, If you were listening yesterday, by the way, uh, and you were wondering what happened at the beginning of the show, I couldn't hear anything in my headphones, so I wasn't really sure what was happening, so... uh, Appreciate you hanging through that if you were listening. But, yeah, that was the announcement. We eventually got a half an hour in. Wanted to go lead off with it, but, you know. There you go. Sometimes you just can't hear anything. Congratulations, man. There you go. I mean, Uh, it's more work for you, but, you know. (laughs) Well, yeah. 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, by the way, open up next Tuesday. Uh, and uh, pay attention to Action Sports Jacks primetime Sunday night. We should have a little something with the shrimp. And then, of course, Monday uh, is actually a little media day. Monday, Tuesday, I'll be up in Augusta at the Masters. Um, so we'll have a bunch of different kind of coverage coming up over the uh, next week. But, again, you're home for Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball on ESPN 690. And it all starts next Tuesday. And just remind everybody, Casey, uh, much like last year, Mondays are off, right? Yeah, so it'll be the same thing as last year, but you will get an expanded schedule. So, like, uh, the Shrimp will open up the season with the Red Sox affiliate, who they did not play at all last year due to the travel and the COVID and whatnot. So the schedule will remain the same in terms of Mondays are off, but you will only play one team per week. So the series will once again be Tuesday to Sunday, and it will be all of the AAA teams now. So you will see teams like the Red Sox who will lead it off here, but the off day will stay on Mondays, yeah. Do you like how the group turned out for the United States men's national team? Give us a little insight. What's the latest? What took place today? And how does it shake out for the red, white, and blue? Yeah, so they did the draw today, and uh, it's it's really not bad. Obviously, uh, the big one is England in there, and that'll be a fascinating game. That game will take place on Black Friday, and it'll be the third game of the day. Um, in terms of the time and stuff, it'll be perfect timing-wise here. So that'll be fantastic. But the rest of the group will be, um, obviously, Iran will be in there. And you uh, you got lucky in a sense with Iran because they couldn't go in the first group. So the way the draw works is they went group by group by group. And you can't be grouped like the United States could not have been grouped with Mexico or Canada because they're in their con- they're in CONCACAF. And, but anyway, so Iran could not be grouped with Qatar, the host nation. So they got skipped and Iran got put in our group. 
which is exciting because you run the risk in that third pot, if you will. They could have drew Poland, which would have been absolutely horrible, or Korea. Both of those teams are very good. I'm not saying Iran's not good, but you'd rather play Iran than Poland. And then that fourth team is we don't know who it's going to be yet. It could be Scotland, it could be Wales, and it could be Ukraine. So all, overall, they did well, but honestly, the game everyone's going to be focused on is England and the United States. The United States should advance because two teams will advance. So it'll be it'll be exciting, but that Black Friday is going to be absolutely nuts. Well, that's the yeah. thing, right, Casey? It should be it should be the USA-England advancing to the next round. Yeah. Guys, those are two favorites. Out, okay. out of Group B, yes. Do we know what time that's going to be at for, for Black I Friday? See, like, 5 in the morning or something? No, that? so, that right? well, they're technically, unless something changes, they're supposed to be the third game of the day. So it should be a good spot for us. It should be in nine somewhere between nine and noon i believe if it doesn't change so that would be uh fantastic our okay. time nine and noon our time that's gonna be a pretty wild one around here you know for all the soccer fans also football fans florida florida state are playing the day after thanksgiving this year um which is very unusual obviously in that rivalry so that'll be the same day yeah it will be it, it absolutely will be okay so do you usually uh, watch these games by yourself do you go out to the sports bars and check them out how, how well, do you watch world cup soccer well i didn't care like last time when the united states was in, i didn't care as much sure sure and then the time before that i was 12 or something we discussed <laughs> yesterday yeah. so uh we'll definitely so he's he's drinking beer in the garage hey, yeah. if you're in wisconsin you go to the bars you're good yeah yeah so uh I, i'm not sure what we have planned yet as we as in me um but we'll definitely have to get something planned for that black friday because that's going to be nuts, man. If we threw a party, like a watch party, should we should we team up with somebody and try it out? Hey, it's funny you say that. I may have made a pitch earlier today to boss man Aaron about some ideas for that. Okay, Casey, I so see you. Might want to stay tuned on that one. Because, yeah. listen, I, I think uh, we've talked about it a little bit the last couple of days, three days of soccer talk in a row. Stuart Weber would be proud. But uh, it's going to be a huge deal, especially that it's England. Like, you might not love soccer, but you're going to have the patriotism thing in there. Yeah. Uh, the, you're the underdog against England, no doubt. They're obviously a rival. There's a lot of English soccer fans in this area as well. So uh, England fan, United States fan, it's going to be nuts on that Black Friday. And if you're in town, we gotta we got to figure something out. Um, it is ironic, though, should mention this, that two of the three teams in your group we've been at war with, England and Iran. So that's kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and, well, possibly, and this is not um, a humorous joke, but uh, thing, Ukraine could be in that group. Yeah, exactly. and actually yeah. Yeah. will be in war. Could that impact by the way if they play or not? Uh yeah, I mean they moved so the reason we don't know the team is cuz uh there's obviously a qualifier still to have, but they have qualifying games that got pushed back due to the current situation. So there there definitely could still be some impacts obviously. Uh one team that wasn't mentioned today in the draw was Russia. They got kicked out for lack of a better term. So uh they're Ukraine might have some issues if they do indeed win the two matches they would have to to get in. But, yeah, I think there's still a lot of questions FIFA will have to figure out if that does become the case. If I'm a third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever grade, you, you learn some of uh, American history, I'm, like, planning my whole lesson around, like, that week if when England and the United States play. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be yeah. kind of cool, right? Yeah. Tie it in. Yeah. Um, let me ask you guys this. What, or, and Casey, I think, could answer better. Austin, jump in if you wish. You just said they would be the two favorites to get out of the group. What's the success for the U.S. in the in the World Cup this year? You absolutely have to get out of the group now. Yeah, that would be a major you know disappointment, right? Yeah. Um, depending on how things shake up in the knockouts, I mean, you could be expected to win. You could obviously get a horrible draw. I haven't looked that far ahead. But uh, if you get out of the group and if you can beat England in that group game, uh, 
Is it enough? Eh, maybe, but I think you beat England and you have a good performance in the knockouts, you should. It, it, it can be considered a win, but this, like I've said, this team is extremely talented. Obviously, we're a long way away from November. They got to stay healthy, but if they stay healthy, they, they could win a game or two outside of the group stage, I believe. Keep it going. Keep well, a little buzz. Get a little fever going, right? That'd be big. Yeah. Casey, I was going to ask, is there kind of like a, a group of death? Because I haven't really seen every single group. Is yeah. there a group of death? There is a group of death. I saw that. So there's a couple that are interesting. The one that I had I, my eyes on, which was Group C, it ended up being Argentina, uh, Mexico's in there. Yeah, Poland. Poland's Saudi in there. Arabia. Yeah. That, and, and it could be Messi's last go around, too. Yeah, I would yeah. not want to be Saudi Arabia in that situation because Mexico's very good. Poland, yeah. Poland is the team that I didn't want the USA to draw because they have the best, arguably the best player on the planet. Uh, right now, and then obviously Argentina. So that one, that one scares me a lot. But I'm just happy to not be in it. Do you think it'll be Messi's last World Cup? Yeah, I yeah. Think so. Oof. Okay. Pressure on him then too. How old is Messi now? Old. Yeah, I don't even know. Are like 38 old. That's what. I, that's exactly what I had in my head, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm let's pretty go sure. to the, I think he is. He's 34. Off by that really? much. <laughs> we were off by our World Cup. <laughs> so I mean, it's still probably. I mean, playing at 38 would be even tougher if he's, you know four years down the road yeah, because he has point. not been great this season for yeah. PSG. All right, let's go uh, take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, live from the road once again here on a beautiful Friday in Northeast Florida. Got a baseball game getting ready to go behind us. Football at five continues. Get back some football topics. And, yeah, we're going totally off the range of topics we usually go with a little WrestleMania selections. Will there be wagers on WrestleMania? Will Vegas be active? Austin. Oh, yeah, of course. It always is. All right, well, let's take some picks. Coming up in the final hour of the show, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.